The John Morris Show, episode 87. Seven, six, five, four, three, two, one. You'll never have me, sacred stone. <laughs> oh, this you crazy mother... Hey there, my name's John Morris. I'm a former U.S. Army veteran turned freelance web developer. And my goal for you at this podcast is twofold. First, I want to help you learn how to code. Second, I want to help you turn that code into a full-time living. Because if you're like me, what you want is the freedom, the satisfaction, and the income that you get from being a high-profile web developer. So if that's you, be sure to subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, or YouTube so you never miss an episode. You can find all my past episodes and get subscribed at johnmorrisonline.com slash John. Morris show. Also, as you get value from the show, consider becoming a supporting listener on Patreon because you'll help keep the show free for everyone and you'll get access to exclusive courses, source code, and Q&A sessions available only to supporting listeners. Visit johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon, that's P-A-T-R-E-O-N, to become a supporting listener. All right, let's get into this episode. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the John Morris Show, johnmorrisonline.com. This episode, I want to talk about the six-letter word that will get you paid to write code. This is something that people have paid for for centuries or have been willing to to give up money and possessions and wealth, etc. for century after century after century. And it's the exact same thing that your clients, your bosses, your customers, whoever you're writing code for, want. It's what they really want. Uh, And when you give that to them, they'll be willing to really pay whatever uh, they need to in order to have access to you. So this starts off with the idea that people do not want your talent. That is not the six-letter word that they are after. And they just don't. Clients, bosses, customers, again, whoever you plan to get to pay you for your code, it's not your talent that they want. It's a different six-letter word. And as I mentioned, throughout history, people have paid endless amounts for this before the first computer ever sparked a single bit across the internet. So when I built the Business Owners Council website for Inc. Magazine, the guy that they had managing that uh, project had gone through a number of different talented developers. And a few of these people were people that I knew. They're actually some of our people that I had taught in uh, a program that I had led. And they were very, very talented people. These were smart people, people who could build almost anything that you might want. So when it came to talent, there there was no shortage of it. Yet, two years after he had started trying to get this project done and through several different developers, he still didn't even have a functioning beta site. He didn't even have something he could just, a minimum viable product he could put up there. So what was the problem, despite the fact that he had all the talent he could want at his fingertips? Well, to put it, Nicely, he himself was a bit opinionated. He was a strong-minded, strong-willed person. And he had he had a clear vision of what he thought he wanted and how he thought it should work. 
And as soon as I got on the project and heard him explain what he wanted, I could see that what he wanted and how he thought it should work were detached. It didn't matter how much talent you had, you weren't going to be able to get the two things together because he thought, right, he wasn't a developer, but he thought he knew how it should work. And again, the way that he was thinking it should be made wasn't going to get there. It was way more complicated than it needed to be. And so it was clear to me that uh, it, the project could very quickly get derailed if you had a developer who had a problem saying no. And in this case, you, you had to be willing to say no strongly. I, I remember several different back and forths that we had. He was one of those people who, you know, when you said, well, this is what we should do, or this is my opinion, he was a why guy. Well, why? Why? What's the, what's the reason? He made you explain everything. And so if you if you, <laughs> you weren't able to do that and, and able to really stick to your guns and, and go with what you knew was right, then he would he would kind of tear you apart a little bit. And so once I got an idea of what it was after and I kind of looked at it a little bit, I kind of had a I had a sense of how it should be built. And I really just kind of ran with it. And as a matter of fact, I didn't consult him on it all that much. And it kind of annoyed him, to be honest. It he didn't like it and he wanted to be kept getting filled in and so forth. And I would do that and we'd talk about things and he'd say, well, you know, this and that, and I think we should do this, whatever. He'd always have his opinion about how it should be done. And I largely ignored most of it <laughs> and just kept building the site that I knew that we needed to build in order to get him to where he needed to go. Now, you know, that it's not necessarily something I recommend always, but in certain situations, you kind of have to do that Some when you get someone who's really strong-willed like that. So again, I ran with it. I didn't really take uh, his input too much into account uh, because I knew he was a little bit off base in, in how he was thinking it should work. And within a month, I had a working beta site. I had it up working. We went through it and he was like, oh, you know, it works exactly. You know, this is what I... It works how I want it to work. I just didn't get there the way that he thought that we should. And so within a month, he was actually able to launch that beta site to uh, the members of this. This happened to be kind of a membership site, a community site. He was able to launch it to those members who these people, again, this is this was Inc. Magazine. These people were paying quite a bit for their membership. Now, the site wasn't the only thing that they got. But it, 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 he had wanted it built as kind of the hub of the membership so that they could uh, be informed and stay up to date and all this stuff. So it was a really important piece of the entire membership. And they launched the, that beta to their clients. And that's the st still the same site. I actually check this. I check it periodically to see. It's the exact same site they're running to this day. So they haven't, I've looked at it, they really haven't changed a whole lot from what I initially did. and. The interesting thing about this is his comments at the end of it all. And this is where we get to this six-letter word. So he didn't say, hey, thanks for all your talent. You know, thanks for, you know, being super skilled. What he said was, I can't thank you enough for the excellent work and wisdom you've brought to this project. And so there's the six-letter word that, the people you write code for are really after wisdom. That's what they really want. They want direction, not information. 
most people just want to be told what to do. Now, yes, you have strong-willed people. And you have people say, think that they have an idea of how it should be built. And these are exact parts I, I want and so forth. But you got to understand, most of these people that you're going to be doing this for aren't coders themselves. So they really don't know. They're just trying to, they're trying to manage the situation and do the best that they can. And so even the people who think they know how they want it done, oftentimes what they think, uh, how they think it should be done isn't necessarily the best way it should be done. So you have to be willing to tell them and to say, look, we should do it this way. Because the people that you write code for, they want someone who can inform them, who they can trust and who can guide their decision. Someone who can give them the relevant information and also say, look, in my opinion, this is the best way to go about this. And here's why X, A, B, C, D, E, F, G, right? Now doing that, takes a certain bit of risk. It takes having an opinion and not being afraid to put it out there. But when you do that, you will always earn more respect and ultimately more business by having an opinion as opposed to just, you know, not really having an opinion, just doing whatever they say. Now, you're going to be wrong at times, but if you're also willing to admit when you're wrong, you're going to earn even more respect. Now, again, I bring this up because unfortunately I see too many developers who just do whatever their clients tell them to do. They just do exactly what their clients say. And they want their clients to tell them exactly what they want. They don't want to have to have an opinion and a perspective and a vision for the projects they're working on on their own. Now, I'll tell you, those are also the same developers who often complain or struggle with getting paid more for their services. Why? Because they don't want your talent. They don't want someone who just says yes to everything and then is good at, at, at delivering on that, right? Yeah, I mean, yes, they want that. But what they really want is someone who has wisdom, someone who can guide them and show them the, the right way to do things, the best way to do things, and tell them when they're wrong. But also admit when they're right uh, and be able to to guide the project and get it done, not just get it done, but get it done in a, the, the best way, a way that's going to work the best for what the client really wants. So again, the, the reality is, is most clients don't know exactly what they want, right? They, they, again, they're not developers. So they want someone who can be given an idea, a concept, and could be proactive and run with it. They, they want someone who can guide them. And that someone is you. And when you do that, again, this is when you make the move from getting paid less than you want to getting paid more and more and really doing less work because they're not paying you for your talent or your time. They're paying you for your wisdom. And the price for wisdom is infinite. I mean, just look at the market for consultants. There's consultants that get paid hundreds of thousands of dollars to to go in and consult a company for like a week or two weeks or whatever. That's because there's a limitless price on wisdom. So when you include wisdom in your offer, you automatically up the amount that you can be paid for what you do. All right, so that'll wrap it up for the show. Now, to get down to business for the day, if you want to get access to source code, freelance training, 
PHP tutorials, and a whole lot more that will make you a much wiser developer, <laughs> then become a supporting listener of the show over at johnmorrisonline.com slash Patreon. Also, if you like the show, be sure to like it so they know that you like this kind of information and content. If you know someone who'd benefit from hearing this, please share it with them. And if you haven't yet, be sure to subscribe so that you never miss an episode. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening, and we'll talk to you tomorrow.